the Grey Hat Beard podcast. So hello and welcome to episode four of Grey Hat Beard podcast. I'm going to do some introductions. So my name's Kevin McDonald. I am the Grey of Grey Hat Beards. I'm a solutions architect at CPS. Been working around the SharePoint world for uh, about 15, 16 years now and in various guises uh, as a consultant. We have with us uh, Mr. Beard. Do you want to introduce yourself, Gary? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Beard. Uh, so my name is Gary Trinder, a solutions architect at CPS. I'm also a, a Microsoft MVP for Office Development, uh, and I also maintain the PMP Office 365 CLI project. Thank you. And you may have noticed, uh, those who are watching on YouTube, uh, that we have a guest with us today. We have a replacement hat. Uh, Moraine, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Uh, yeah, my name is Marijn Somers. You might notice a little accent because I'm not from the UK. I'm actually living in Belgium. Um, and yeah, uh, Al couldn't make it today. So uh, you guys asked me to come over as a replacement and I was very happy to oblige. So my name is Marijn, also been an uh, MVP for a full year now uh, for Office Apps. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Longer, actually. Ooh, so re renewal time is, uh, <laughs> is a interesting time. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and, and um, I, yeah. I believe you, you also have a podcast as well. And I, I think you're in honor of that. I, the reason I just ran next door is uh, I have my announced Arbor Law <laughs> that I've been working my way through. And mm. uh, I, do you know you, you like whisking? Unfortunately, it's 10 in the morning. So, a little bit early for me, even <laughs> though it's Friday. <laughs> and, and just in case anyone from CPS is listening, I, I know it's company policy. I won't be trying any whiskey until later. All right. All right. Yes, absolutely. We do have a, a podcast uh, where we talk about um, we, me and Steve Zalby about um, Office 365, uh, mainly governance adoption in a very relaxed, chill way. And then we always end with a whiskey tasting because why not? Yeah. Absolutely. It's a great idea. Uh, We're going to have to shift the time we do that and... Uh, find some rum or something that's to go with the pirate theme we very vaguely have <laughs> and also we, we asked our guests uh, something interesting and I you told me you're a watchmaker is that right that's correct so uh well 15 years ago I bought my first grown-up watch um <laughs> and it had this little display window on the back where you can see the movement and I was so taken away by it and, and I was looking for ways to understand what was going on inside and I found a school in Antwerp that was doing it in the evenings. Um, so I went there for five years, uh, learned how to make clocks and alarm clocks and all these mechanical old movements and watches as well. Um, and then I started my own little company where we buy vintage watches, um, we repair them and then we sell them again. Cool. So that's it. You're still doing that as well? Um, it, it was on a very low uh, thing uh, for the last few years, uh, but I'm uh, back on track now. And uh, from September on, we're really going to start pushing uh, new stuff out again. Yeah. That's very cool. I like the sound of that. Yeah. So I know Al recently had the uh, Office 365 watch face for his uh, Android watch. Yeah. Yeah. Tried to get on my Apple watch, but uh, no, no joy, unfortunately. Mm. 
Yeah, that's that's the first question people ask me. Like, oh, so you can repair, you can put in a new battery if my watch dies. <laughs> no, it's not those kind of watches. But yeah, yeah. Don't touch please, that. please fix my Casio. I need your Casio alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. Right, I think let's get started. And, uh, and I've always been taught to be polite uh, by my mother, who's staying with me at the moment. So we'll be listening to this later uh, and ask guests to go first. So, Maureen, what, Maureen, what have you been up to and what's, uh, what's caught your eye in the news? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I've been up to, uh, one of the, one of the, the coolest things uh, that I also do is together with UC Mori, we have a YouTube uh, thing going on where we... Uh, every few weeks we get together with a guest and then we talk about uh, how we can blame all the problems on our, our end users. Uh, so it's called blame the end user and we, we always try to shift all the problems to, to them. Um, and um, so last few weeks I was busy building my first power up from a SharePoint source and I was really... I didn't like my experience. It was difficult. I it didn't go as planned. So we had uh, the Polish uh, uh, MVP Thomas Postek uh, on our um, on our video, and I was just asking me asking him all kinds of questions around. Uh, so is Power Apps now really a worthy follow up for Infopod? Because I've been doing lots of things with Infopod. I love Infopod. It's easy. It's it's oh, it's nice no. to do. I know, I know, I know. But it's so nice. It's so easy, and um, I can just explain to my end users how it works, and and they can do it. And so I know I, where to come now when the support agreement gets extended <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> well, whatever brings food to the table. I mean, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I didn't have that same experience with Power Apps. So, um, I, yeah, I just had to ask uh, Tomas uh, what was up and, and, and how we could do certain things. So that was definitely a big eye opener for me because he gave me some really good tips, which you can also you find. More of, a, more of a convert to Power Apps now then. Um, not really, not, not, not all the way, but I can definitely see more, um, more things happening, uh, now. Yeah, absolutely. So that was, that was one of the fun things I, I was doing. Also, um, you might've seen this or you might've heard about this, uh, little outlook spaces, uh, that just, uh, came out a little in beta, just, uh, for a day. So I saw yeah. that passing around Un- on unintended Zabina. preview. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Yeah. And so you could go to this URL and then open up your developer tools and, and set some settings and then you were able to play with it. And what Outlook Spaces is, is a kind of um, Pinterest for your project. So you would create some kind of bulletin board for a project or for something that you want to work together on. And then you can pull in all kinds of uh, notes and documents and calendar items and emails uh, on there. But the nice thing was that for the emails and for your calendar items, it had kind of a search thing. So it kind of looked like it was like something that could go into Project Cortex, but maybe not. And so it captured my attention uh, to play with it. But... After a day, they, they took it 
down again, so I can't play with it anymore. So, but it was really in a better uh, thing. So, yeah, it it certainly looked like that, and I, I had a quick play myself. I hadn't noticed it had disappeared, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. I, I think with with Delve, it had that sort of ability to have that Pinterest style. You could kind of tag links, but this was so much more powerful. You know, to be able to drop on a specific board and pull bits on there, I, I can definitely see a space for it. I can imagine it on a big screen in the corner of a project room. Yeah, the, kind of the key mm-hmm. key elements, you know, putting you could put your deadlines on there. I thought it was a definitely, if you pardon the pun, definitely a space for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I've uh, I must admit I completely missed this. Uh, I mean, it was only around for a day, easy to miss. But um, yeah. it seems that the Delve has the the kind of like documents tiles kind of page. I wonder if it's trying to take that idea and then and then run with that. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to see, interesting to see Microsoft doing things in this area. Mm. Yeah, and also they we we have SharePoint spaces and now we have Outlook spaces. So I'm guessing space will be the last frontier. Rockets everywhere. That's <laughs> an interesting. You know, will will this board that you can pin if you have a Hololens? Will that pin literally onto your board? That that would be an interesting view of things. Mm. Virtual virtual reality uh, pin board. That could be very nice. <laughs> cool. And anything else uh, caught your eye recently? Uh, well, um, if we're talking about news, uh, I read the news that uh, Jeff Deeper is not only taking, uh, well, he's doing SharePoint uh, at the moment, but he's also going to take over the, the Teams team. And mm-hmm. I think that is, uh, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with this one. I think um, there was a bit of debate going around Twitter about the direction of where Teams is kind of going. Um, I think a lot of this were a discussion was around uh, how document libraries are now appearing in in teams. They're looking a lot more like SharePoint document libraries and the two emerging. And it's interesting with Jeff kind of taking over the helm is are we going to see more SharePoint centric features moving into teams uh, rather than sitting in the background? Uh, so things like metadata views on on, on lists and document libraries. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting Interesting direction. Must admit, a lot of people are not happy about it as well. Um, lots of people commenting about, saying, "Oh, about the documents, yeah, yeah, about making yeah. Teams a bit too more complex, and then we're bringing the old user experience issues from SharePoint it being too complex into Teams, where it's being picked up as a nice tool to use because it's easy. You just drop documents in and create folders, which users, you know, generally." Folders are easier to explain, um, but um, yeah. We're, that's a whole different discussion, but it's interesting to see that now and then see Jeff take over. Um, yeah. I don't see the two as, uh, as separate things, so definitely coincidences. I think what I found interesting around the Jeff news was was that actually it, it was things he doesn't own, so Outlooks not in his <laughs> world, uh, and even the the Office web apps don't don't come under his world. So SharePoint, OneDrive, but not the Office web apps. Uh, I think it, 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 there was some specific element to it, so it was interesting where where the lines have been sliced up there. Oh. But, uh, no, I think it would definitely be interesting news. Cool, thanks, thanks, Maureen. Uh, from my side, uh, I've been looking quite a bit into records management uh, in Office 365 and all the the kind of capabilities that you've got across there with retention labeling, um, with the ability with sensitivity labeling, all, all the things you can get moving away from the, the sort of classic records uh, that you had with SharePoint through, I think it was 2013, 16, 19, to what you can get with Office 365. Uh, had a lovely demo with a client. Uh, 
kind of opened my eyes a bit by researching. Always a good way when you're demoing and uh, have to do a bit more research yourself. Uh, that was uh, intriguing to see. Uh, would do a, a bit of a shout out to Joanne Klein and say thank you for her blogs. Always a, a great summary of uh, what's what's capable in there. If you're doing records management, go and have a look at that. Uh, also been busy recording my presentation for Global Con 1, uh, the, the Clab 365 conference that's coming up. Uh, Ooh, what is it? Beginning of March, so fa fairly soon. So if people haven't got their tickets for that, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, get up for that and sign up. There's a huge amount of people. Um, Matt Weston kicking things off. Definitely worth uh, uh, signing up for as well. Are you speaking of that, uh, Moraine? Or? Uh, no, not that I'm one. No. That one. No. I did send some things in, but no. I, I will be in Glasgow next week. Ah, yes, the, the Scottish summit. So yeah. I, I think uh, that there'll be double hattage there because Al's there and Gary, <laughs> yeah. you're up there as well, aren't you? I'm yes. there, uh, yeah. I'm going up. Um, which neatly brings me on to the next news um, is that we do, and hopefully if I can get over to Marlow and give them to Al, we do have some grey hat beard stickers <laughs> that we'll be giving out. So we, we have the little pirate boat and uh, the, the slightly smaller one. One of my pet peeves around stickers is there seems to be a growing size of stickers that are being given out and, and my surface has certainly run out of space. Um, so, so we've gone for the smaller ones that people can fit in nicely as well there. So, uh, You're going to start handing out laptop covers next. Though. It's like, <laughs> there you go, just change yeah, laptop exactly. covers, Teams or whatever. Today on Teams, today on Office 365. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that could work well. Yeah. I also, at Ignite, there were a number of uh, uh, pins that they were handing out, and I was, I was slightly worried that that would become uh, a new trend as well, but hopefully it, it will not, because that will just poke holes in everything I have. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good for a laptop, is it? No. <laughs> That's a very good point. So, um, yeah. I, I think... My other news, uh, I'm now an official contributor to uh, Microsoft Docs, um, which is very exciting. An absolutely tiny change of just fixing a typo, but uh, I, I kind of tweeted a slightly throwaway comment uh, about it to, to people and uh, ended up being my most popular tweet ever, um, which, which is great. <laughs> I, uh, I saw your wasn't PR. entirely expected. Yeah. <laughs> I saw your PR. I saw the uh, the change that you made. It was literally a one line change. And, <laughs> exactly. and, and, and I replied to you on this is that, you know, you, you got it absolutely spot on. You took the initiative. You saw that something was wrong. You went in, you changed it. You've made the world a better place. And it's a very small change. That doesn't mean that that contribution is less that uh, has less of an impact than someone writing a whole library it's the same thing, you're still contributing. Uh, and I think the message is, you know, to other people that if you get used to that, it becomes second nature. You don't think about, oh, you know, uh, that's wrong. You just go in, put the change in, Microsoft implement it pretty quickly. I think if it's uh, if it's an issue on the docs, they will, they will push that change in very quickly. You don't have to wait around for it uh, uh, to be reviewed much. Um, but um, yeah, it was good. Uh, and I uh, hope it's the first of many, Kevin. Absolutely. It's kind of inspired yes. me on to do more on there. So uh, that's been nice. Uh, and then the final bit of news that I put on there, uh, that's slightly sad news, but uh, I, I think worth celebrating is that Larry Tesla passed away this week. Um, now, many people are probably thinking Tesla cars, nothing to do with the cars, but was actually the computer scientist behind cut, copy and paste. And I don't know about you guys, uh, if you've done any dev, 
and you haven't done copy and paste, I do not believe you. So uh, <laughs> I doff, doff my head to you, doff my cap and say thank you, Larry Tesla, for what you brought to us. Copy and paste of my own code. Just don't copy and paste from the Internet people. <laughs> <laughs> or not not into production code anyway. not into production <laughs> yes <laughs> so when 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 was this cut copy and paste one was that invented uh, time on there I, I think it was 1970s it came as part of the actually no early 80s it was part of the mac um piece on there so uh Oh, yeah, so de cool. definitely. I'll, I'll put the link to this article in there. But uh, yeah, 19, 1983. There we go. The command was incorporated into Apple software in 1983. Oh, wow. So that's, that's almost a, as old as I am. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of worn out uh, CMV uh, keys on the keyboard. Yeah. Can you imagine a time without copy and paste, though? <laughs> Can you just imagine that? Oh, life would be so painful. Fairly recently well, with uh, Flow, but there we go. <laughs> I, I did a little bit of COBOL when I was studying, and, and no, I can definitely imagine a time where that was not necessary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, so, Gary, what, what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, so uh, not much news for me, really. I've been busy, uh, busy working. <laughs> uh, so I've been going visiting uh, new clients uh, around Teams. Uh, a lot of people have an interest in Teams as to how they can change the way that they work, um, you know, help with document management and, and things like that, which is interesting. And we'll probably talk about this later when we get to the etiquette uh, kind of uh, uh, side of things. But yeah, it's the the technology is there, but I think you get the best out of Teams is the way that you use it uh, and the way that people uh, communicate through the tools. And there's good ways and there's bad ways. And that's with every communication tool. You know, you can communicate badly in email. You can communicate badly in Teams. And yeah, that that's a, a big discussion point I've been uh, having with, with customers. Uh, on the tech side, so I've been delving into Logic Apps, uh, no flow here, um, and uh, been working with um, managed service, service identity, uh, which is really cool uh, in, in Azure. So the idea the, that- the Probably the vast majority of our audience, yes. what is managed identity? I was about to go into that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, basically, if you need to connect to anything in the cloud, you have to pass some kind of credentials. So basic, you know, username and password. Uh, we don't like to handle those usernames and passwords for accounts that have a lot of power. Um, the next level up is you might have a uh, what's called client ID and secret. And the secret is like a uh, an encoded encryption key. Again, you still have to handle that some way. You have to secure that away and, and, and reuse that when you want to connect to different services. Managed service identity takes that away. So the idea is that I can create a resource, a logic app in Azure, and I can give it a managed identity that only that logic app can use. And I can say, I want this identity to be able to call SharePoint online, for example. Um, and what basically happens is um, Azure can handle the authentication internally and the Logic App can say, I need to get a token for this resource. Uh, oh, I've got access to it. Great. Here's the token. You don't see anything. So the benefit the is you, you take away from developers that extra step of having to go and get the token and just simplify that it's, development, basically. Yeah. Exactly that. You're not handling different keys in different places, having to lock mm. them away. Uh, it's a it's a really simple and effective way of 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 
really securing your your credentials, but simplifying uh, things as well. Uh, you've not got to handle all that authentication yourself. So I've been looking into that, um, uh, using Azure CLI for this, um, um, and I've also been using CLI. managed. Yeah, managed. Yeah, see. I'm on the Mac, so I'm kind of <laughs> um, so uh, using managed identities for Azure functions in the same way I'm using for Logic Apps, and hopefully to get a sample out uh, soon. Um, and also uh, last week, um, I might have been the week before, so um, I pushed out a sample for using React hooks with SPFX. Um, so there was a sample pushed out uh, by uh, um, I hope not pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> Correctly, but uh, Verdeman Deshpan, the M MVP, um, uh, he pushed out a, a sample um, and it was a really good idea. I picked that up, forked it, made another change. Um, and um, yeah, we had a chat about it. Pushed, we pushed both out the samples. We're actually due to demo that on one of the PMP calls next month, uh, which is cool. Um, but actually, my fork has now been forked by someone else. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of rolling on. So it, it's great. I think. Coming back to your point about contributing in open source, Kevin, yeah. this is a perfect example of it. Um, one person's put something out there, another person's coming along, added to it, another person again has come along and added to it. And we've got three different approaches to do effectively the same thing, but it, it's really good to, to push it out to people. We'll talk um, about governance another time. but uh... Oh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, that's great. So, yeah, right. That's me. Really nice. Well, uh, thank you both of you. I think we'll uh, draw the first half of the uh, show to a close. Uh, this week, I will hopefully stop recording rather than hanging up. Uh, we, we, I'm gradually collecting a set of outtakes uh, that we'll share at some point of mostly the stupid things I've done, but uh, we'll, we'll share those at some point. Um, we'll draw the show to a close and in a minute, we'll kick off talking about the etiquette of Office 365.